Danny O'Dwyer. Thank you. Thank you. Kampai to you too. Cheers That's, for moving to the other coast. I thank you. They do like to drink here. I've been here for little over four or five days, let's say. And I've already seen a lot of drunk people, so it bodes oh. well for the Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks. I'm, uh, I haven't moved into my new place in Maryland quite yet. I'm in uh, I'm in uh, Virginia at the moment, staying at the in-laws' place. Uh, we're moving in next Monday, so uh, thankfully I have a whole week to fill the house up before our next race, um, the United States Grand Prix, uh, the Circuit of the Americas in in. Two weeks' time, I guess, or a week and a half's time, depending on when you're listening to this. That's right, and you are uh, close to America's capital now. Yeah, it's weird. Watch, it, it, it possibly <laughs> could not have been a worse time to move, considering <laughs> that the Japanese Grand Prix is like just set up for the perfect time for people on the west coast of America. Yeah, I watched it's it like, live. It's like a breezy. What was it? Nine o'clock? It started or something? Ten. 10 o'clock okay yeah so it was like 1 a.m here and i was like you gotta be kidding me like <laughs> all of these 5 a.m races and then the japanese grand prix i suddenly have to wait until the next day to watch it whatever at least it was a it was a, a race worth staying up for let's say that yes agreed yeah um i uh, i watched it live so i was not able to like pause it and rewind it and, and take a bunch of notes so my notes are a bit lighter than usual which probably bodes well because uh I am preparing for a trip of my own, and oh, you uh, are. and you've got a busy thing going on. So we're gonna try to try to cram this podcast in. I mean, I feel like this race was, and I'm I'm the person who I watched the first um, thirty laps live, and then decided I needed to get some goddamn rest. Uh, <laughs> so watched the rest of it the next day. I kind of went to bed knowing what was going to happen. I kind of felt okay. I wat- I'd watched, I'd seen what had happened. I was like, you know what drama's out of this one uh, i'm gonna leave and I, when i look back at my notes now they are very much about the first 15 laps and then it's kind of you know the last two yeah it's got it's kind of a it's kind of a bookend race really yeah um but uh i guess we should set up what happened before the race there's kind of a lot going on yeah. in like practice and qualifying botas crashes in of, well, p3 yeah. along with raikkonen um, both of them earning a five-place grid penalty for gearbox changes as yeah. a result. Big crashes. There's a lot of uh, people yeah. skidding all over the place. It was between the Degnas um, and, I guess, I'm trying to think, in and around that place, maybe the the, the, the really wide one. Um, there was a lot of cars just, like, losing a bit of grip. And also, of course, we had rain as well. For, uh, uh, f- yes. For P2. Uh, Palmer and Signs also earned uh, 20 place grid penalties for power unit changes, and Alonso uh, 35 places for power Why unit not? parts changes. Why, yeah, yeah, pile them on. Go for it. Uh, Palmer's last race, of course, as well. Um, going into this, that's true. They're yeah. uh, replace, replacing him early, as a, as it happens. The sort of the latest craze in in Formula One is to not wait until the end of the season <laughs> before swapping drivers. Get him out of there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So his his last race with Renault, or maybe last race in Formula One, and signs mm. his last race with uh, Toro Rosso. Yeah. Sad. Sad to see him go. Sad to see who's uh, who was noting it. I think it might have been on BBC or something noting that this will be the first time that there hasn't been uh, two British drivers for quite a while. Except for there was like one time in 05 where one race they weren't allowed race. Somebody wasn't allowed. Coulthard wasn't allowed race or something. Uh, but in like decades uh, since since that's happened so hamilton now the the sole brit as it were uh, yeah because i guess you had jensen button there for a long time too right yeah like it's a lot of stalwarts and you're at the 90s you know no shortage of them you know damon hill and i, I realized watching this that uh if massa leaves next year there's going to be no brazilians yeah and that's, that's cr- a it's crazy. huge like potential loss of audience for sure i think uh if i was pastor maldonado i'd be uh, getting myself a brazilian passport uh <laughs> I don't think <laughs> sneak don't think in the back counts. door. <laughs> hey man, they just want to sell ads. <laughs> well, I know maybe, what you mean uh, though. Yeah, it's, it'd be it's, Felipe Nazar. Yeah, right. Come I back. mean, no shortage of Spaniards or French kids at the moment. Yeah, Germans, absolutely loads Popular. of them. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of Frenchmen, time. Grosjean crashed in qualifying. Uh, it's kind of a weird one. He he said after the fact this quote from F1 fanatic: uh, "The car just had a lot of oversteer for no reason." Uh, we need to analyze that for sure. I attacked turn three a bit faster than I had on the previous lap, but nothing crazy. So this is this is like in the S's, right? That like back yes. forth, back forth. Uh, he he lost it 
on one of the turns and then just couldn't save it and went off uh, into the wall. Uh, I just lost it there and tried to save what I could for turn four, but it was too late. I tried to keep it on track as much as I could to avoid a crash, but I lost it a second time and had to go wide. Once I was on the grass, it was wet, so it threw me into the barrier. Yeah, it was a bit of a comedy of errors there. I, I don't necessarily think it was his fault. He couldn't see where the limit was. You could see the car was fine, and then it kind of wasn't. Uh, and then, like he said, it was just like a bad way to spin at a bad spot, and he got carried, like, slid into the barriers. Um, so a bit unfortunate for him. Yeah. Uh, Perez also held up Stroll in, in Q1. Mm. Um and uh, that kind of erased any chance Stroll had to get out of Q1 with, with Grosjean's crash, which brought out a red flag. Right. Um, so he, Stroll, was not able to, to get a final lap in along with a lot of other cars. But Perez did escape penalty uh, because uh, I guess the gist of it is that Perez did not unnecessarily impede Stroll uh, since Perez had to slow people, had slow people ahead of him uh, as right. well. So. It's it's always yeah. interesting with Japan in recent years because, um, I mean, the red flag, I guess they probably needed to bring out a red flag for that because it's qualification probably more than anything else because if you have somebody sliding off in the rain, you don't want somebody else collecting uh, into the same crash. Uh, but even during the race, the, the safety car stuff and the virtual safety car stuff, they seem so trigger happy here. And I wonder, has that some sort of effect of of jules bianchi's um a terrible crash there a number of years back i wonder if that's had any sort of impact on that uh, i gotta maybe, believe it is yeah maybe i'm looking at it through a weird lens or something but i always feel like whenever stuff happens in uh, japan they're very quick to make sure that everything's like super super safe so yeah, yeah. I'm, that probably had a shadowing effect i imagine yeah i agree uh on race day feverish work being done on Vettel's car before the race starts yeah uh but the engine cover goes on and it looks like they fixed the issue um which was a a faulty spark plug so that's what they were saying yeah faulty spark Uh, plug seems like a weird one you don't want your spark plugs being faulty if you're if you're that's like having a broken screw it's like that's like the most if you don't want your most basic elements breaking like that um so it was interesting listening to a couple of the analysts beforehand because they were saying, like, modern spark plugs don't really break. And if they do, you just replace them. So perhaps it's not the spark plug, but actually where the spark is, you know, what it's being sent to that's not hmm. receiving it, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they seem to have it okay. But very, very uh, worried looking Sebastian in the pits for a while. Yeah, he, he does make it to the grid uh, behind Hamilton, who is on pole. Mm. Then Sebastian Vettel, Daniel Ricciardo in third followed by Max Verstappen, Esteban Ocon, Valtteri Bottas, who earned that five-place grid spot penalty, uh, Sergio Perez, Felipe Massa, Stoffel Van Dorn, and Kimi Raikkonen rounding out the top 10. He mm. also had a five-spot penalty. Interestingly, both those guys who earned the five-spot penalties in the top 10, Bottas and Raikkonen, will be starting on the softs, while everyone else is starting on super softs. Right. Hulkenberg uh, in 11th, followed by Magnussen, Grosjean, Pierre Gasly, uh, and Lance Stroll in 15th, then Ericsson, Verline, Palmer, Signs, and Alonso with his gigantic penalty. Yeah, we don't we don't ham up the Pierre Gasly thing enough. I feel like Roman Grosjean's also gotten gotten off lightly. We we don't go like full French like Roman Grosjean, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like Pierre Gasly. Pierre. That's Pierre Gasly. Je suis Pierre, Pierre Gasly. <laughs> Do a Pierre Gasly? Where? Oui. Well, you took all those French lessons, so... I sure you're did. The, you're the France Ça expert. Ça va. <laughs> Do you want to take us through the start? Sure. Uh, start's going to be interesting on this one because the traditional start on uh, on this track has the pole sitter in the dirty, dirty part of the track and uh, whoever's in second sitting clean in the nice part. Um, interestingly as well, behind them, the same thing happening with Verstappen and Ricciardo, who uh, Ricciardo just pipped... Uh, uh, Verstappen by I think it was just a tenth or something um, but again in the, the wrong part of the track really if, if you wanted to, to get out nice and clean uh, worse off for him because Hamilton at least has fresh air in front of him so he can he can change where he's going um, but as they as they set off it all looks good um, Hamilton covers up um, uh, Vettel almost immediately uh, and it seems like the battle is happening behind him where Verstappen swung around uh, to get past Ricardo into that first turn, um, which was some real wheel-to-wheel action uh, uh, going on there. So we had Hamilton yeah. basically away. Uh, Vettel, 
away, but not necessarily super fast on Hamilton's heels. Uh, and then the two Red Bulls swapping places going into that one. In fact, Ricardo kind of got pushed wide with that, uh, trying to defend against Verstappen. And uh, Ocon managed to squeeze past him as well in his little pink Force India. Um, Stoffel van Dorn, I think it was, went super wide there as well, somewhere in the mid-pack. Yeah, Raikkonen got a good start and got by van Dorn for ninth place. Um but Hulkenberg also got a good start and passed both of them getting on the inside right. of Raikkonen at, at turn one. But Van Dorn, yeah. who was trying to make back the place on Raikkonen, got pushed wide by Raikkonen right. at turn one and lost a whole bunch of places after going into the grass. Bad for him, but way worse for Carlos Sainz Jr. Uh, yeah. Totally missed the turn, went wide, crashed into the barriers. Almost looked like he'd pulled it out. It wasn't beached. Uh, the camera sort of cut away right when his car decided to um, plop down again. Uh, he took it on the chin, apologized to the team, and they thanked him for his service. That's his last race with Toro Rosso. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then further up the pack, more excitement going on. Uh, Max Verstappen with the ballsy ass uh, overtake into that hairpin. Yeah. Vettel, I, th- I wonder if Vettel was just like, okay, clear, something's clearly wrong with the car, it seems. I mean, we we kind of don't know at this stage. We find out soon enough. But it looks like something's wrong with the car. I wonder if he's hammering on his steering wheel, trying to figure out bits and bobs to, to mitigate the, the damage because he kind of left the door open a little bit and you don't need to leave much of a door open for uh, Max Verstappen to, to slam it shut. So um, he did just that, pushed him wide uh, right there on, on Spoon. And then Hulkenberg did the same thing to Kimi, actually. Yeah. Uh, managed to push him out. Uh, Kimi ended up losing a bunch of places, I think, um, where he kind of went wide on that one. Uh, and, yeah, it's, we're, we're, at that stage, the cameras are just looking at Verstappen or Vettel, who is clearly struggling for pace. Yeah, Ocon, Ricardo, and Botas easily get by him on the start-finish straight. Oh my god, that, which, that was there like some the great most, moves there. Oh, I was terrified. It, it, I, when I watched it the first time, I thought Ocon had moved around three, had moved around three different times, <laughs> which obviously you're not allowed to. You're only allowed to make one move, and then you can't, uh, you know, to, to block an overtake. But what had actually happened was that Ocon was overtaking Vettel while Ricardo was trying to overtake Ocon. They got pushed out. Then Ricardo came back in. Then Ocon defended against that. And as that was happening in the background, Botas was overtaking Vettel. Yeah. So it, it looked like some sort of crazy speed racer. Yeah, like, F zero or something. <laughs> yeah. It was terrifying. I was like, oh, there's no way. I like gr- like bit down on my my teeth like just watching it. Um, but uh, they all overtake for, uh, Vettel anyway, including Botas. Uh, and Ocon managed to defend against uh, Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah, and sure enough, we get a radio message from Vettel quickly after that uh, saying, I have very little power. Yeah. Um, but but he's still going when the uh, virtual safety car comes out uh, for Carlos Sainz. Was this the real safety car? I think oh, I'm sorry. The real the, yes, the yeah. real safety car. Um, which was probably the worst possible timing for per Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> he got overtaken by three people, and then they decided to bring the safety car. Yeah. Um, not that it's going to make much of a difference, I guess. Yeah, well, safety car wasn't there for that long. About a lap, right? Yeah, well, yeah. It comes in lap three, and at that point, uh, Vettel just plummets. And uh, his, yeah. his engineer comes over the radio says, Box, Sebastian, box. We retire the car, I'm afraid. Mm. So, bummer. Yeah, you, could, you could tell right away when, Seba- when the safety car went in and Perez had overtaken him, like, almost immediately on that straight. Like, not even down to the turn. It was just like, uh-oh, that's it. And yeah, you got to say, like... In a, you know, we've we've watched the slow rise of Hamilton and the fall of of uh, of Vettel over the past couple of months, but you gotta say that's probably the nail in the coffin for the championship yeah, unless something miraculous happens. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so positions on lap five, which is after Vettel is retired, look like this: Hamilton out front, Verstappen behind him, uh, followed by Ocon, Ricardo, and Botas rounding up the top five. Behind them is Perez, Massa, Hulkenberg, who's made up three spots, as has Magnussen, and then Raikkonen in tenth. Uh, then we got Grosjean, Gasly, Palmer, Ericsson, Alonso, Van Dorn, having lost seven places. Yeah. Uh, Stroll in seventeenth. Verline in 18th and Vettel and Signs out of the race. 
Yeah, a couple of really good drives happening in here. Like, you got to say, Verstappen's very happy with how he's doing. And uh, Nico Hulkenberg as well, just destroying it out the back. Yeah. Uh, and even Bottas sort of getting his way back in there. You know what I mean? Like, I guess Vettel was an easy one, but um, he did well out of the... His starts are never necessarily that great, um, but he managed to uh, keep his position and, and put himself in a good spot for uh, maybe getting a podium later on. Yeah. Uh, lap eight... Erickson goes off and noses into the barriers. Yeah. Which is that deadness. same corner that everyone yeah. was having trouble with. That does that if you lose it on the first Degna corner, you're fucked for the second one. <laughs> it's like there's no like there's another version of that corner where they have a big, beautiful piece of concrete runoff that, that allows people to to right themselves, but there's no room no, it's for like a little one. bit of gravel and then the wall. Yeah. Don't they, isn't it amazing when you watch it? Aren't they going so fast around this track? Yes. It's just so many high-speed corners all over. Not not just the 130 Rs, but like all of them are all like mid-speed at least. It's super fun. It's no wonder they like it so much. Yeah, uh, but that does bring out the virtual safety car, mm. uh, which ends on lap 10. And I thought this was interesting. Um, Motorsportmagazine.com, which has fantastic uh, text recaps of the races, um, uh, pointed out something interesting about the virtual safety car. Uh, this from their Japanese Grand Prix uh, recap. Quote, because the virtual safety car uses a distance-based algorithm, the driver has a choice as he prepares to restart. Either he weaves down the straights to warm his tires, or he stays in a straight line to maximize the forward distance traveled. Huh. So Hamilton had used the allowance to try to warm his tires. Verstappen had used it to get as close to Hamilton as he could. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I've always wondered what the what the meta game was going on there. You yeah. know, like there must be something. Um, I wondered then what was going on between Ricardo and Ocon because uh, his engineers are basically screaming at him to get past him as quickly as he can. Uh, Ricardo. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wonder uh, what, what he was de- deciding. So I mean, he he goes for it as soon as the safety car ends. Um, He's sitting right behind Ocon in fourth place, and Ocon's doing some good defending, but Ricardo gets by with DRS on the start-finish straight. And actually, in the in the highlights video that's on uh, YouTube.com slash F1, you can hear the Sky guys talking to Christian Horner at the time from the pit wall. Yeah, yeah I, just, was, like, I was watching that one. <laughs> at, at some point, Horner stops talking to them. And is just like, come on, Daniel, you can do it. <laughs> That, so that happens more often than you'd imagine because for whatever reason, I feel like the Red Bulls are always in the mix or something. Uh-huh. Uh, but they, they go to Christian Horner all the time. Actually, that race, they also went, they had Nico Rosberg for the weekend um, who was providing, he's not the best at talking on camera. He doesn't really know when, like how to like stop for commercial breaks and stuff. Right. But, but he's super clever and insightful about stuff. Um, so he was he was a lot of fun to have for qualification. Um uh, and for the pre-race show as well, uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was funny to to see uh, Christian reacting to an ad. It, it it happens more often than than you'd believe actually that they call him up right when some shit's uh, about to happen. Right, it's fun. Uh, let's see. Next note I have is lap twenty-two. Uh, yes. Verstappen Verstappen pits goes from his super soft tires to the softs. Uh, a two point three second pit stop, which is could not have been any longer because uh he rejoins the track and just beats Raikkonen um yeah, out, out of the uh, who's coming down the start finish straight for for fourth place so Raikkonen yeah. hasn't pitted yet he's still on those soft tires and would definitely hold up Verstappen so it's yeah. uh, good for Verstappen that he got around him and that was basically the narrative of those laps up until that race was how who was going to pit first when would the undercut happen um, or would the overcut, as it were, on the softs uh, work out for, for Kimi? Um, and then after that, there wasn't much of a of changing to, uh, within the pack either. A lot of people managing their tires um, going around this track a little bit hotter than it was for most of the weekend. Yeah. Um, maybe that's what caused uh, this issue on lap 41. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg, unfortunately... Oh. He was doing my so well. DRS is stuck open. Yeah, I've I've been waiting for this to happen. I don't. I remember when they first introduced DRS. There was one or two people, like maybe during qualification, because they use it a lot more there on the straights, um, that were that were having some issues with DRS uh, signals not getting picked up. Yeah, but I remember never... seeing. I remember seeing it not. 
like it wouldn't close automatically sometimes right like it's supposed to close as soon as the driver hits the brake pedal but yeah. sometimes they have to close it manually um, right but his was I mean, just yeah, completely there, stuck th open yeah there was some right wasn't it but it was like they were telling them almost that like yo i'm having to do this because just in case because they don't want to nobody want like the people think of you know if you i'm sure most people know but drs is wonderful for for having a bit of uh extra you know um arrow going down the straights but you really do not want it open on turns no. because it, you the required downforce for the rear of the car is is really uh, necessary um and yeah he's basically complaining that it's open and i figured they'd close it but next thing he's he's getting pulled into the pits yeah i mean not only does that make it impossible to drive the car but the stewards would definitely make yeah. him pit if he didn't so he does right. uh and, and a, a pit guy hammers his fist on the wing but to no avail <laughs> uh, and gives uh, it gives it the old toto wolf the, or the old nascar <laughs> it's but a yeah. spanner sorry a wrench sorry apologize uh, but yeah hokenberg does have to retire unfortunately absolutely yeah total bummer he had such a good ride that was yeah. uh that was unfortunate Around that time, though, there's a good battle going on for eighth place, led by Felipe Massa, yes. uh, followed by Magnussen and Grosjean. Magnussen dives down the inside at turn one, where there is barely enough space, <laughs> uh, but somehow manages to control it enough under braking, uh, even though his rear wheels uh, do kick out and almost hit Massa. Yeah, uh, and to get somehow past Massa. Roman Grosjean managed to use it as well. Yeah, uh, he, he follows him into ninth place. <laughs> uh, so Massa, unfortunately, dropping down... Um, uh, and it's only going to get worse for the Williamses. Yeah, scary moment for Lance Stroll on lap 47. Oh. It looked it's, like a slow puncture, but afterwards, it looks like maybe the tire just rolled off its rim. Yeah, or I think someone was saying that he had gone wide at uh, uh, 130R, uh, which I someone um, tweeted me is called that because of the radius <laughs> that it is. Yeah, I think, we, I think I covered that on a track walk before. Okay. Yeah, well, the inside radius, right? The the apex. Yeah. Yeah. His, uh, um, but yeah, his, his front right tire just explodes as he's under some some heavy braking, uh, and it's a it's a it's a he's right before a turn, so he doesn't make that turn and instead just skids across the gravel and back onto the track, yeah. narrowly missing Max Oof. Verstappen. Yeah, he was driving messy, by. messy one there. Yeah, I wonder if he was on the brakes because it was his front, so he could have. Yeah, he would still had decent braking power. He couldn't turn though. It seemed like he, he rolled no. out back in front of. Maybe he was just too worried about missing the barriers, and then was like, "Uh, uh, uh, whoops." <laughs> yeah. Uh, lap fifty-two, we get the uh, characteristic Hamilton. There's something wrong with my car. Maybe this will be exciting. He says yeah. there's a lot of vibration going on from these tires. It was uh, fun. The last couple of laps were kind of all about will max catch up with hamilton will will they let him like unlock the car you know like just like go for it yeah um, and, and, and we... actually verstappen says over the radio to his engineers am i allowed to give it everything <laughs> to which they respond as long as you're sensible and you can take an opportunity then yes so he actually does he closes right up on hamilton as hamilton is getting mired by some back markers yeah, backmarkers like Fernando Alonso, who has a history of getting in the way of whoever's in second place. Come on, Alonso. <laughs> I thought you were better than that. <laughs> that was good. Oh, wasn't yeah. that such a that was such a pissy calculated thing to say by Bethel. Oh yeah, like it's such a like this is gonna get under his under his skin. <laughs> I'm I'm eroding your legacy. <laughs> uh, I think Honda has done more of that than uh, than Vettel. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, Verstappen goes for it at the hairpin. Um, gets really close to the back of, ha of Hamilton, but Alonso, who is actually fighting Massa for uh, that final point, that 10th point, mm. um, lets Hamilton by, but slides in front of Verstappen. So that kind of nips that in the bud. And yeah. uh, Lewis Hamilton, your winner of the Japanese Grand Prix. The only uh, race he had never gotten pole for. Yeah. So he has that now, and, and uh, he chalked up another win. Yeah, I think he'd won it twice before, uh, yes. but never from pole. Uh, and you got to say, for anyone holding out some sort of hope for a uh, you know, last-dash finish for the championship, the last thing you wanted to see was Lewis getting 25 points, N not begrudging him whatsoever. Uh, he had a great great drive. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a bummer. If anything, what people were looking forward to was Vettel getting 25 and maybe Lewis getting zero to 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 give it that little bit of an umph but uh it's not over mathematically but you got to say 
Um, the you know, short of some sort of crazy miracle, it looks like Hamilton will probably breeze it. Um, but at least nobody crashed after the checkered flag this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, though, there's kind of this. Uh, they released the uh, tape from the Japanese Grand Prix driver briefing. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's like this little spat in there between Roman Grosjean and uh, Lewis Hamilton about, like, Grosjean asks, uh, So are we allowed to take our seatbelts off uh, after the, the race is over? Right. Because Hamilton did it uh, to, like, you know, get out and hold up number one and wave to the fans and stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's sort of like, out. yeah, like telling on him <laughs> a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and I, I, I thought it was funny that, um, well, first of all, Hamilton's like, why do you care? Sort of like, you're not going to be winning any races. I don't know. People are reading a lot into that, but I don't know. It's just, it's just trash talk. (laughs) He even says, maybe Sebastian should leave his on. Who said that? After the race. Lewis did. Oh, really? Oh, that's funny. how he crashed into Stroll at Malaysia. (laughs) What does Sebastian say anything to that? He says something, but you can't understand it. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, he seemed. He seemed. You know, he took it. He took it uh, like a a joke. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, here's here's your result: Lewis Hamilton on top, followed by Max Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo. Double points for Red Bull Hmm. on the podium, uh, or double podium rather. Uh, Valtteri Bottas in fourth, followed by Kimi Raikkonen pulling it out for fifth place. Way to go. Uh, Esteban Ocon, Sergio Perez, Kevin Magnussen, Roman Grosjean double points for Gene Haas and team. Gene Haas. And Felipe Massa keeps it ahead of Fernando Alonso for that last point in 10th. Fernando Alonso in 11th, followed by Palmer, his final, perhaps final race in Formula 1. Yeah, probably. Pierre Gasly, 13th, Stoffel Van Dorn. Uh, 14th and Pascal Verlein 15th with signs Fettel, Erickson, Hulkenberg, and Stroll not finishing the race. Driver of the day at f1.com slash vote. Max Verstappen. Yeah. Good shot. So uh, let's look at the driver standings here. Hamilton uh, way out front now with 306 to Vettel's 247. And it looks like Botas now has a chance for second place as he's got 234. Oh my God. Yeah. Ricardo's got 192, Raikkonen 148. Verstappen getting some more with uh, 111. How close is he to Ricardo? 111 to what? To 192. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, all those DNFs kind of hurt him. <laughs> right. Sergio Perez in seventh place with 82, followed by Ocon with 65. Sainz has 48. Hulkenberg and Massa are tied for 10th place with 34 points. Stroll's got 32. Grosjean, 28. Magnussen, 15. Van Doren, 13. Alonso, 10. Palmer, 8. Verline, 5. Kofiat, 4. Ericsson, Antonio Giovinazzi, Pierre Gasly, Jensen Button, Paul DeResta, Pastor Maldonado with zero points. <laughs> Drew Scanlon, Danny O'Dwyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in awesome. team standings... Mercedes out in front, of course, with 540. Ferrari's got 395. Red Bull's got 303. Force India in uh, looks like a solid fourth place for now, 147 to Williams' 66. Toro Rosso has 52. Gene Haas and team with 43. Renault's got 42, only one behind Haas. Uh, McLaren Honda with 23 and Sauber with five. 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 That's one hand's worth. It is. Uh, so when did I, when, when did the, const- the constructors' championships over then? Surely, right? W- w- I'm just wondering when did that happen? Did I, it happen? I don't. They can't. Th- th- I don't think it's uh, over quite yet, is mathematically. Not, but how many races we got left? I think like both Mercedes cars would have to go out. We got four more races. Oh, it's four. Okay, so might yeah. So it'll probably be their next one then, because it's a fairly sizable gap. What is it? A hundred and something points yeah almost i think wait no is it more than that more than that maybe 130 it is nobody's mentioned almost, anything it's like 145 right yeah yeah so they would have said at singapore and i didn't hear anyone mention it in japan just especially with the ferraris ending so low like where did kimmy end up in the end of the race like fifth fifth okay eh, not so bad then yeah yeah so that might be wrapped up then um, I'll have to run some numbers, but we might uh, have something 
something fun like that at the uh, Circuit of the Americas in a week and a half's time. Could be. Mm. Uh, I got some quotes here from after the race from some dudes. <laughs> just some know. dudes, not the drivers, just some dudes. <laughs> some uh, duders, some duders. There was that duder who was yeah! in the crowd. Shout out to whoever that Giant Bomb fan was uh, and everyone on uh, Twitter who linked it to me. There was a guy in, uh, let's see, was it uh, qualifying? Wearing yeah, the I think so. um, like members shirt from two thousand. Yeah, it's, it's the one with uh, <laughs> Kerbal, it's like the Russian one with Kerbal Space Program on it. Is that and Will he's wearing Smith? Wearing a Ferrari hat. Uh, no, it's or who is it's, it? It's Vinny and um, that's Vinny. Can't quite see it. There's a rocket ship. Oh, that's oh, of course, the blue it's the Kerbal one. one. Yeah. yeah. At, at first glance, I thought it was a Whiskey Media one with Will, but then no, no, that makes more sense. <clears throat> uh, also, uh, thanks to to Mitchell Dice. On Twitter for sending us a, a shot of that kid in qualifying uh, playing a 3DS like right up next to the fence. Maybe he's taking a picture. Maybe he's taking a 3D picture. Maybe that's yeah. I don't. I'm not sure if the shutter speed on the 3DS is gonna be good <laughs> enough to get an F1 car in a straightaway. But yeah. you know, who knows? Where everyone loves a trier. You gotta try. <laughs> uh, so uh, this from uh, F1 fanatic for Stappen doubts he could have passed Hamilton. Uh, quote, our cart was very, our car, not our cart, uh, was very competitive in the corners, uh, but it meant we lost a bit on the straights and weren't ever really able to have a proper go at it. The traffic gave me a bit of a chance to close up uh, and potentially have a chance at Hamilton, but it was a bit of a shame the back markers came into play, uh, but I don't think it made a big difference. Once Lewis had clean air, I would have struggled to pass him. Uh, it just seems right. that the Mercedes is struggle when uh, following other cars closely. The degradation yeah. on the soft was really good, and the balance felt good throughout the race, which is really positive in terms of finishing the season strongly. Lewis had some difficulties uh, he had in traffic in front, but at the end of the day, he was controlling it. Mm. Uh, interestingly, Fernando Alonso was penalized for his slow response to the blue flags for Hamilton. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, according to F1 Fanatic, oh. he's been given two penalty points on his license for responding too slowly to blue flags. Um... He was trying to pass Felipe Massa at the time. Yeah. For 10th? For 10th, yeah. Mm. Uh, the drivers had been told in driver's briefings that the provisions of the International Sporting Code that they, quote, must allow the following car to pass at the earliest opportunity uh, means that they should do this for lapping cars regardless of the current battle. Uh, the stewards concluded that Alonso did not do this. So. Right. Uh, and Signs, uh, admitting he risked too much on that last start for Toro Rosso, says, uh, in a one-stop race at the start, you need to risk, obviously, and I was trying my best to get, gain some positions on the start. It didn't work. Uh, I definitely found a lot less grip than I was expecting to on the outside of that corner there, a lot of dust and simply lots of cars. So there's mm -hmm. no real excuse. Just say sorry to all of them because it's not the way we wanted to finish. Sometimes in life, when you take, when you want to risk and do something special, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Some uh, life advice there. Yeah. Everyone, don't risk anything because you might crash. Also, don't leave your phone unlocked when Daniel Ricardo is around. <gasps> what? I did not see this. I did not see this, Drew Scanlon. Lewis left his phone unlocked on the podium. So <laughs> Daniel Ricardo <laughs> grabbed it and like put a bunch of uh, just pictures of his dumb face on uh, Lewis's Snapchat. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. So oh, I, will, too I will link that. Thanks to everyone who sent that to us on, on Twitter. That's amazing. Uh, <clears throat> Did you see him like doing like, like ninja trading or something? Yeah. Kendo <laughs> sticks. Like kendo sticks. He was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I retweeted that from the, uh, the shift F1 podcast account. That's great. I, I love the, um, uh, you know, the local things that the teams do. Sky yeah. had a good, um, uh, little feature that was going around um, Twitter where uh, the Williams guys, the Sky commentators and the Williams drivers went around on uh, those Mario Kart carts through <laughs> oh, the streets of Tokyo. Brilliant. That's great. I saw a picture of Jensen Button doing that like earlier in the year, I think. Yeah, it's a, it's a popular thing to do, I guess. Yeah, I looked it up when we were there, but it was like the wrong time or something. It's nah. crazy. Uh, that's all I've got from the Japanese Grand Prix, Danny. Anything else? No, that was a fun one. Uh, like you said, book ended. Um, 
very very interesting opening 20 laps um and then a race kind of the end the last half of it was mostly marred by just weird technical failures that led to crashes um uh but uh an almost a really good run in uh to the end it was exciting up until the end because the promise of an overtake so it was fun to watch at the time um but uh yeah pretty good that that track always serves up good races can't really complain about it um hopefully we'll get the same once we swing on back to to north america yeah i mean that uh that track also has produced some some pretty good races yeah i like that one a lot especially as more and more drivers get used to it and they sort of get to to understand some of the the little you know hacks you can do to it and the verstappen way of, of grabbing lines and and tire degradation and stuff like that it's a pretty consistent track when it comes to weather as well every year uh, yeah so well they, they, except they, for they was it two years ago where it just ex- dumped buckets. yeah except for that it was way worse the following week right where it literally the the pit lane was submerged in like a yeah, meter of water that's right yeah crazy uh, in other news, as we mentioned, it is uh, Palmer's last race for the foreseeable future, at least. Mm. Signs immediately going to Renault and uh, Danny Kvyat back in Toro Rosso uh, with Pierre Gasly for the U.S. Grand Prix. Uh, I got a quote here from Palmer uh, from SkySports.com. Quote, obviously, it's been a bit of a strange weekend knowing it was going to be my last race with the team. It's a shame I'm not going to Austin with them. Uh, when I'm heading back on the plane, maybe it will sink in that I'm not driving for Renault again and maybe not in right. Formula One again. I wouldn't say there's any relief. I would love to see out the season and finish what I started. The stress levels have been huge this year. It's been a very tough season for many reasons. Uh, each weekend coming in with question marks. I would have happily seen out the season, and I think the team is in a good place. It's a shame, but I'll move on. There's plenty of life outside of F1 out there, and I'm uh, about to find out what it is. There you go. Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah. Another one vice to dust. Uh, also in that... Uh, driver briefing um, from uh, before the Japanese Grand Prix that again you can watch on uh, uh, youtube.com slash F1 I will link it in the show notes at F1.cool also uh, Hamilton uh, asked Charlie Whiting about uh, Sebastian Vettel not returning his steering wheel to his car in Malaysia yes. so if you recall he hopped on Verline's car and rode it to the pit which Charlie Whiting in that video is like, eh, the medical car was right behind you. You probably could have taken that. It would have been safer. Yeah. Uh, but Vettel did not leave his steering wheel in the car as you are supposed to do. It's like part of the rules that you're supposed mm. to leave it in there. Um, uh, Whiting explained that, uh, quote, I think it was a reasonable common sense approach for us to take not to do anything about the fact that he didn't leave it in the car. Uh, the race had finished in the car, clearly didn't need a steering wheel for the marshals to maneuver it, which is the uh. sole reason for asking you to leave the steering wheel with the car. Uh, for me, under the circumstances, it was not worth reporting to the stewards. Right. So I, th- I thought that was interesting. I, I, I didn't know why um, the drivers were supposed to leave the steering wheel. I, I thought maybe because it was like a, a loose piece that could have been hit by a car and could yeah. have caused damage or something. But I, I wondered if it was to stop people from doing... Yeah, from stop people from when they're getting moved back having a piece of equipment that's going to be like cumbersome or like what we've seen in the past where people throw the steering wheels out of the cars in rage which right. then creates a piece of debris that somebody can hit so uh, a very expensive piece of debris that somebody can <laughs> yeah hit. um that's yeah i mean it's one of those things right once you know the reason for something it's like so obvious <laughs> but um yeah, that's that makes sense, and also like yeah, I can I can see that. I know there's a lot of people say like certain drivers get get uh, you know fair, better treatment than others. Um, they've hammered Sebastian with some pretty good uh, penalties and and Kimi in the past couple of weeks, so I, I, that that seems normal that they'd let that one slide if it's the end of the race, I guess. But you know, uh, maybe a wrap, wrap on the knuckles as well. Uh, according to F1 Fanatic, the last time someone was penalized for failing to replace the steering wheel on a car was three years ago. The driver, Pastor Maldonado, was given a <laughs> reprimand. Was given a what? A reprimand. A reprimand. Aww. Uh, he used to get. He used to have a jar full of reprimands. Just collect them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> speaking of reprimands and Vettel getting penalties, uh, F1 Fanatic also says that Vettel is at risk of a grid penalty after missing uh, the anthem in Japan. Oh. So he's now been given two reprimands for the 2017 season after failing to arrive at the pre-race performance of the National Anthem on time. Interesting. Was he... He was was also reprimanded for crossing the pit lane exit during qualifying in Monaco. 
So drivers receive an automatic 10-place grid penalty if they collect three reprimands during the course of the season, two of which uh, must be for driving offenses. Right. Interesting. I wonder if he got the reprimand because... um, I wonder, you know, he wasn't like at his usual spot on the grid. They were trying to fix the car, so I wonder if that uh, some yeah, way maybe. stopped him from. I don't know because he was away from everyone else. Maybe he didn't hear it right or something, or I don't know. Yeah, uh, we also got some clarification on Ferrari's Malaysia problems, uh, which potentially could extend now to Japan. Um, right. Chief ne- Technical Officer Mattia Binotto is from Ooh. F1 Fanatic. Says. Quote, there were some quality issues with the parts. We, fi- we failed an inlet manifold on the engine from the compressor to the cylinder heads. And mm. it happened twice because we had the same problem, uh, both Sebastian in qualifying and Kimi in the race. So it was the same problem for both of those guys. Right. Uh, and if, it's, if he's talking about compressors and cylinder heads, maybe the same thing in Japan? Mm. Seems like yeah. it could be related. I don't know. They've had. I'm no doctor. Uh, lack of reliability on that machine is basically. You you could say that's what's caused them to lose out on the championship this year, which would be a total disaster for Ferrari, which has been relatively, you know, well put together uh, organization. That'd be. I mean, recently, I remember a couple of years ago when it was just like, what is going on with Ferrari? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. They like kept firing people, and now they seem like they have kind of reached some kind of stable equilibrium, but mm. not in the last three or four races yeah uh speaking of teams and changes renault confirms hiring of uh the former fia technical chief marcin budkowski mm. uh Mar- marcin probably is it marcin marcin okay marcin uh, you're the one who has most recently been to poland <laughs> yeah i've i've uh i've learned a lot of weird <laughs> uh polish names one of the guys on the localization or adaptation team's name is Boris Pugac Miroskovic. Nice. Yeah. Uh, this from F1 Fanatic. Uh, the, the hiring has attracted controversy due to the extent of access Budkowski has had to rival teams' car designs wow. in his previous role in charge of Formula One technical department at the sports governing body. <laughs> wow, so, I wonder why they hired him. Yeah. I think it was Christian Horner who was like, this guy has seen everyone's car designs for next year and a team just hired. Come on. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> so look for some advantages from Renault next year. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, we fly, it's going to be hacking everyone else's cars, and making them crash into the barriers. <laughs> or it'll be like a, a Frankenstein of a bunch of different <laughs> ideas from everybody yeah. else. Has like a pink, uh, wing and red <laughs> don't even change the color <laughs> yeah <laughs> silver arrows uh cockpit monocoque yeah all that stuff oh man we're gonna have we're gonna have uh head protection next year we are god i keep forgetting wow I keep i keep forgetting it's like my yeah i keep trying to not think about it <laughs> well oh danny should we take it around the world mm. i think we should perhaps Race around the world. I hope my in-laws heard that. <laughs> Danny. Yes, sir. Formula 3 Europe is at Hockenheim in Baden-Württemberg, Germany. Oh. And guess who else is there? Oh, is it my friend DTM? It is DTM. Oh, DTM. It's everywhere. It's where I needed to be. <laughs> Camping world <laughs> truck, Danny. Guess Can't what? Wait. Where is it at? Is it on Maryland? They're at Talladega. Talladega Motor Speedway. In Lincoln, Alabama. For the Fred's 250. Oh, my God. Fred's, Fred's 150 was good? I can't imagine how good this one is. <laughs> Who is Fred, and how did he get a race named after him? Yeah, what the fuck is that about? Is Fred like a like a grocery store chain? Or I've learned that all it everywhere. appears to be a pharmacy. It used to be what? A pharmacy. A pharmacy. A, a chemist's. Fred's. Oh, a, yeah. Thank you. A chemist's. <laughs> An apocryph. Apocryphist. What? Is that? Apoc- what? I can't say that word. 
apocalypse. What's it called? Oh, an apothecary. Apothecary, yeah, apothecarist. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I love it when when uh, uh, speakers of British English say chemist because it it makes it sound like they're pouring beakers totally. into other beakers and like yeah. there's you know dry ice smoke <laughs> everywhere. I, I even here think you it's go. Drink this; it'll cure your shingles sure, what else yeah my like my literally my sister uh, is a pharmacist so uh i've never said the word chemist ever probably uh, probably but people do say it a lot but, wait but, uh, but isn't that are they the same thing yeah but people say pharmacist now they uh, they kind of say In ireland t- or yeah like the chemist i would say is more the building like uh, you go to the chemist as and see you'd a say, pharmacist yeah, like chemist slash pharmacy, I would say, would be more of a the differentiator there. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I'm not. Who knows? Every each to their own. I, th- I feel like I heard chemist more when I was in England. Okay. That would make sense. My my all-time favorite, though, to this day is still maths. For some reason, oh, really? it makes me laugh every time I hear it. Maths. Yeah. Maths. Not math. Maths. I love that one. I love, I love moving across the country has reminded me of all of the... Uh, the the other weird sort of things like oh like, you're gonna get I, a lot of weird eastern oh United yeah states isms Dude, why is there can someone explain to me why there is like a costco equivalent that's called bj's mm. <laughs> that's like <laughs> this, this, that's a real soft lob like yeah it's like you don't have like names BJ's. Of, names like that I, I feel like when you run into something silly in england or france or germany or something right. it's like oh it's been that way for 800 years we're not right. going to change it so the no united notices. states does not have that problem just change right. it change it bj's yes it sounds like i'm going to this warehouse to buy fellatio mm. uh, maybe world I touring car championship <laughs> is in ningbo zhejiang Ning- china yep is there there's no prefecture though because it's not japan no it's a shame. certainly not I love a good prefecture. Uh, the World Endurance Championship is at Fuji Speedway, Oyama, Shizuoka Prefecture, Japan. Oh, that's a great prefecture. Which one was it again? Uh, Shizuoka. Shizuoka. Yes. It's quality prefecture. Um, but, Danny, we've got another what? one. All right. Uh, Kazmoto GP on me, sister. All right. is Two racing the Motul Grand Prix of Japan at Twin Ring Motegi. Oh, classic. Uh, in... Wait, where's the prefecture? Hang I'll on. know it when you say it. <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> Motegi, Haga District. Tochigi prefecture. Ah, of course. In Tochigi. the northern Kanto region of Japan. Kanto. It's amazing. It's a great, great prefecture. Uh, the, the NHRA is at the Texas Motorplex in the NS prefecture of Texas. <laughs> Dallas prefecture. No, NS prefecture? And NS, yes. NS, Texas, apparently. NS, E N N I S? Yeah. That's a town in Clare in Ireland. That's oh. interesting. Yeah, there's also a Waterford in Maryland, close to where I live, which is really weird. <laughs> and they also like they have a Waterford fair on, and they've used the Waterford crystal font on everything. Like they're trying to nice. Yeah, how dare real they? classy. That's all right. Uh, yes, that is the AAA Texas Fall Nationals for the NHRA and Danny. Yes, Drew. We got some NASCAR. Where we're going? Where we're going? We're in this. These United States are we going? We are going to Talladega. Oh my God, the most NASCAR. It certainly is for the Alabama 500. <laughs> really? Yep. Couldn't wow. think of anything else. Soft lot. Yeah, that was. Mm. I think long it day. Used long to be day called, at the office. It used to be called the Hellman's 500, oh, which I think is what they call mayonnaise over on that part of the country. It is. Good food tastes better when you put it all together with the world's best mayonnaise. Accurate. <laughs> hey, we are on Twitter. Follow at Shift F1 Podcast for show updates and any fun F1 stuff where you run across. I'm at Drew Scanlon. I'm at Danny O'Dwyer. Uh, I'm mostly thanks. tweeting about moving house right now, so don't bother <laughs> following, really. 
Thanks to everyone who sent us uh, every great thing that happened this weekend, including Daniel Ricardo, that kid with the 3DS. Beautiful. Uh, and shout out again to, oh, and like Paul Wilson, um, a.k.a. Uh, at Wilsey20, mm. uh, along with Devin007, uh, who showed us some shots from the uh, Suzuka Circuit at the Japanese Grand Prix. Mm. So we got some got some people representing up there. Uh, and Mitchell Dice, a.k.a. at Mitchell Dice, for, and a few others for sending this uh, video from the Bathurst 1000, which was this weekend, and apparently came down to the wire. So uh, oh, really? if you're thinking about watching it, check it out. I think supercars.com, uh, mm. you, can, you can get access to it uh, for, I think, around 30 U.S. dollars. Okay. Uh, which I think will give you the whole season. Right. I don't know if there's a way to just buy Bathurst, but I think 30 bucks is, is what it costs for the whole season. But it's a, a V8 supercar driver using a squeegee uh, with his hand. He's like, he grabs it from, you know, between the seats and then squeegees his windshield <laughs> to clean the fog away. It's amazing. While he's driving. Multitasking, right? Yeah, as if you haven't got enough to worry about. Right. Uh, and I will, I will link that in the show notes at f1.cool where you can find our show notes along with how to subscribe via rss itunes google play wherever podcasts are sold mm. uh anything else danny nah these danny ricardo photographs are hilarious they're fantastic they're really good i will Very link those good. as well uh until next time i'm drew scanlon i'm a danny dwyer if you would like to support Shift F1, we are both on Patreon. Uh, I am at patreon.com slash clothmap. Danny at patreon.com slash Danny O'Dwyer. Have a good race weekend, everyone. We will see you all next week. Meow. Yeah.